And we know, according to God's Word, that if we come to Him, He hears us, He responds, He forgives us our sins, and He gets us going again. And so, man, let's just go after Jesus together. The movement is happening, the time is now, and the reset is here, and it's for you. Great to have you with us now for First Person, a weekly conversation with a guest who's been called and equipped by God to serve Christ. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and in a moment you'll meet Nick Hall, the founder of Pulse and the leader behind the Reset Movement. First, though, a reminder to use our new smartphone app to listen to and not miss any of our interviews. It's available free on both the Apple and Android platforms. First Person Interview will allow you to download and take programs with you on the go, in the car, at the gym, long flights, anywhere you go. Download the app for free from your app store. In 2006, our guest Nick Hall, who was then a college student in Fargo, North Dakota, launched one of the largest student outreach movements in American history. It's called Pulse, and it encourages everyone to reset their life by giving their life to Christ. You'll learn more about it as you meet Nick today, and we'll also talk about a massive event planned for July 16th in Washington, D.C., called Together 2016. As we began, I asked Nick to comment on being a college student one day and leading a movement of youth the next. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you put it like that. It, it does seem like it just kind of flies by. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I think all of our stories and it's just God's faithfulness at work. And, you know, for me, I'm from North Dakota. You know, so that's really where my story kind of begins. It's a, you know, humble state, you know, just a small communities and cities and small towns. I mean, my, uh, my families, my grandparents and parents are both from a, you know, all from a town of about 2000 people. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I came to faith when I was a little kid, actually, my mom, uh, really led me to, to the Lord when I was just little and, and curious and asking questions about everything. And, you know, my mom to this day will tell people that she's led, uh, you know, three people to Jesus directly, and it was me, my brother, and sister. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it was just a simple, just praying and asking Jesus to come in and, and be my leader. But I, I would just say that something really clicked for me, you know, from that moment. I mean, I was probably, you know, three, maybe four years old. And, uh, and I just, I tell you, I just knew that I needed Jesus, and I knew that, that uh, the world needed Him. And so, you know, from that time forward, I, I was just telling people about Jesus. I mean, I would talk to people on my bike and huh. and uh, on my baseball team and on the bus ride on the way to school and just anywhere, you know, I was. I just, I had to know if people knew Jesus. I was even writing letters, actually, to my heroes. I mean, so, like, I was writing uh, handwritten notes to Michael Jordan and different <laughs> people, you know, in elementary school, just asking if they knew Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, you know, so you could just imagine in the midst of all the, um, you know, grammar errors and things like that, just a, uh, a real heart. And so, I mean, that's really, uh, I would just say from the time I was a kid, uh, been my passion. And, uh, you know, definitely when I was in junior high and high school, uh, I would say that's kind of when I went through the typical kind of juvenile phase of, you know, trying to figure this out between popularity and girls and sports and, and faith and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, listening to my parents and whatever else. And, uh, and yet I, I just had some people really speaking into my life in the moments that I needed it most. 
that were always kind of, uh, you know, North Star for me to, to come, you know, point back to Jesus and point back to what matters. And, uh, you know, that kind of fast forward and into, you know, really surrendering to God's call as a 18, 19-year-old uh, freshman in college mm-hmm. for this road, you know, and that was really, I would say, just the beginning of this journey that's now been, you know, people think of it as Pulse or Reset or this Together movement. Um, but again, it's all just, gosh, just crying out to God, just like all of us do, and just asking Him to change my heart and change my life and use me however He wants. And uh, and it's just been a wild ride to see that, for me, that's meant, as you said, standing in front of some bigger crowds and, uh, you know, telling a bunch of people about <laughs> Jesus. And so I'm just privileged to play my part. It's just who you are, I guess. Huh? Well, God has given you such a passion for prayer as well. That's obvious in your book, Reset. Uh, where did that come from, and, and uh, what, what would you tell us and teach us about prayer? Yeah, you know, I think that passion is really, um, man, it's, it's my mom and it's my grandparents, uh, you know, just seeing that fleshed out. My mom has been involved in prayer meetings and prayer groups, you know, moms in prayer and and, uh, you know, praying for us as kids and my grandparents, I just, I still remember them, you know, getting down on their knees and praying for us as, as, as grandkids every night, literally when we would be over there, it's kind of legend in our family, you know, that they would just pray every night for every kid and every grandkid by name. And, and, uh, and so definitely there was that foundation laid of just an example of prayer. But then when I was, uh, you know, when I was 18, 19 years old and, and really wrestling with God's call for myself. I mean, it was really in the place of prayer that God really uh, met me and changed me. You know, I mean, I had uh, known God, I had had a relationship with God, but it was like God was after me. Like, I just I just felt this sense that I needed to spend time with Jesus, and like, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't think. Like, I just needed to go find a place to pray and so it was definitely just a, a season in my life where God just really burdened my heart. And uh, and I love to tell people, man, he just he opened my eyes to the incredible blessing that is prayer, you know, that is just this communion and discussion and relationship we get to have with God each and every day. And also then opening my eyes to the reality that Every movement, literally, of revival, of awakening, of change, when it comes to people of faith, has been bathed and sustained and founded in the place of prayer. And so literally, like, it's the one common denominator to revival, to awakening, and to just things that I would say matter. And so I think that's just something that God uh, really revealed to me as I was getting started and in terms of what, you know, what people would think of as more public ministry, it was just this realization that I'm either prayerful or I'm prideful, you know, I I can kind of do things and plan things on my own, or I can make sure that everything is just covered in prayer and birthed from prayer, and uh, that that's just a part of my routine each and every day. And so I think that's just a gift that, that I've experienced and certainly just challenged people with that, man, God wants to talk to you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to hear your voice. Um, I love to just encourage people that, man, if you feel a stirring in your heart, you know, as you hear people talk about prayer, or people talk about kind of a closer relationship with God, like, I often think that's the Holy Spirit kind of saying, man, this is for you. You know, this is for you. I, I have more for you. And, uh, and it's just incredible, 
incredible journey. And I know, Wayne, you know, you know that. I mean, obviously, I know you're a man of prayer, and I know that, um, you know, so many of the things that we've worked on together, right? It's just that that's really just such a a powerful thing that we can plug into individually and corporately as we just seek God. Indeed. Well, Nick, uh, God seems to raise up and call in each generation uh, someone like a Billy Graham in his day with Youth for Christ, and you've been likened to a modern-day Billy Graham. Uh, Josh McDowell is someone I worked with for many years, and Josh you know, spoke to his generation and still does. Uh, uh, talk to me about how, how you view God's call in your life now to this generation. Why such a passion for youth today? Yeah, I mean, I do think that, you know, as you said, God, uh, he seems to use different voices for different seasons. And, you know, it's interesting you bring up, I mean, uh, Josh McDowell. I mean, uh, my dad uh, came to know Christ through a Josh McDowell rally. Is that right? He was a university student, (laughs) you know, and so, I mean, just the impact of that. In fact, uh, many events that I've done, I imagine there's somebody like my dad out there, Hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll tell you, my dad is the least likely person that I would ever think would respond at an event. You know, he's quiet. He's not an upfront person. He doesn't like events. You know, it's like <laughs> if you could draw the scenario for who the least likely person is, you know, so my dad's there. And yet through a Josh McDowell rally at University of North Dakota in the 1970s, um, you know, my dad, uh, got convicted of his sin and went down front and gave his life to Christ. And it literally changed my family and certainly changed my life. And so, like, I really do just believe in the proclamation of the gospel. I believe in uh, God raising up voices for different seasons and different generations. And, you know, and I really think that as long as people uh, keep it about Jesus and keep talking about Him, God blesses it. Like, He just promises to bless uh, the proclamation of his word. And so I think, you know, when you, we, we talk about people like Billy Graham, um, you know, or Luis Palau, or Josh McDowell, or Ravi Zacharias, you know, we talk about these people who have been faithful to the call, um, and God just keeps using them, you know, and he keeps pouring out his spirit. And I think that's really been a, certainly a lesson for me as I've looked and read throughout history of God using people in our nation's history to call for awakening and revival and ultimately to call people to Christ, you know, whether it was Whitfield or Finney or Moody or Spurgeon or Billy Sunday or Billy Graham, you know, I think there's just this this legacy, you know, woven through the history of the Church of, again, different voices, different backgrounds being used, but ultimately there are these these uh, men and women that seem to have just this single message. And, uh, and certainly I would say that I have one message to share and uh, and it, it certainly that's a work of God because I'm, you know, when I was a kid, I would probably talk about anything and everything, and uh, you know, and a lot of things I shouldn't talk about, you know, and yet like God just burdens our heart, and for me, it's man, I just know that I know that I know that I'm on earth to talk about Jesus and Jesus alone, and so I just, man, I want to do that with every breath I have. Um, I want to know Christ. I want to follow Jesus. And I just want people to know him, you know, and so that's really uh, my passion. And so when people, you know, talk about people like Billy Graham or have any kind of comparison, I mean, obviously that's incredibly humbling and an honor to even be mentioned in the same breath as some of these people. But at the end of the day, I think it's just, it's it's me and each and every individual person and just say, man, am I going to 
live for him and make it about him or is it going to get derailed in some way and become about something else and so i think that's the that's the heart cry you know in my own life and my own marriage and my own family and my own walk with god of like i just want this to be about him and him alone and uh and i just believe that you know as long as we make it about jesus god god blesses it you know because god is passionate about his son and passionate about people knowing him that's nick hall and in a moment we'll talk with nick about together 2016 planned this month for washington dc This is Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. As you listen to this week's edition of First Person, can I remind you to take a moment and visit the webpage, firstpersoninterview.com? Click on the FEBC banner there, and you'll hear stories of God at work in the lives of people touched by the programs produced by our dedicated staff. We take Christ to the world through radio and new technology. For more, go to firstpersoninterview.com and click on the banner for FEBC. My guest is Nick Hall, the founder of Pulse and the author of Reset. And you can read Nick's story in his book, Reset. And Nick, let's talk about Pulse for a moment. Again, God has given you such a passion for the youth of today. And uh, tell me about the founding of Pulse and the vision and how this all came about in the first place. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it in the last segment, uh, prayer really being the backbone of so many things. And, uh, you know, and wouldn't you know it, that out of prayer meetings that we had in North Dakota, that God really downloaded this burden and passion for our campus and, uh, you know, for this idea of Pulse, which, uh, you know, took form to an English paper I wrote as a junior at North Dakota State. And, you know, I mean, it was it was just that dream of seeing God reach our campus. I mean, we, we literally had zero thoughts or ideas of uh, anything beyond just our friends that needed Jesus, you know, and yet God really breathed on it, and He moved, and uh, we had 8,000 students come out uh, in North Dakota to these different events, and over a 1,000 kids respond to the gospel, and and then it just spread across our state, and uh, we ultimately had kids all over the nation contacting us, asking us to come to their school, their city, their campus, and so you know, we've been riding this wave ever since. I mean, it's just been something that, that we love to tell people God started this, and uh, and it's from an unlikely place with unlikely people in a way that, that we just hope people can see that, man, if God can do it through them, He can use me, and if God can do it there, then He can do it here. And and uh, and it's just one of these stories that's all about Him and, and about Jesus' real uh, passion for a generation. And so, you know, it's been millions of students impacted, and we really believe that we're just getting going. I mean, because God, God's heart is for the world, and His heart is for this entire culture, and obviously there's a great need out there, and so we're just, we're going for it one day at a time. Well, if our listeners don't know about Pulse, I hope they go to our website, firstpersoninterview.com, and we'll put links there to Pulse so you can read the full story. But I want to take the rest of our time today, Nick, to talk about uh, something that God has laid on your heart. You've been doing these, uh, I would say, large-scale evangelistic meetings uh, uh, with Pulse for a number of years now, but God has called you to take on a mega vision, and that is, it's called Together 2016. What is Together 2016? You know, Together 2016 is really a uh, a dream 
of seeing a single day where the nation would rally and literally people from all over the country would rally to the National Mall in Washington, D.C. for a gathering where the only agenda is Jesus. And so you can think of this from, you know, Scripture of Second uh, Chronicles 7.14. You can think of it in terms of John 17, Unity. Um, you can think of it in terms of just a modern-day Jesus people movement. Like, we, we just really believe that we need Jesus right now more than we need anything else. And, uh, and I think our, our culture and our nation are just at a, at a boiling point right now. I think there's division everywhere, you know, division in race, division in politics, uh, division in religion. And, uh, and we really believe that, you know, Jesus is the one leader that we can rally behind, you know, as, believers and even as people who don't believe yet that he is the worthy one he is the one that is worth listening to and worth following and so yeah i mean we just had this dream for five years of saying what would it look like if we rallied the entire nation for a single day and we prayed for over a million people to come to really pray for a reset which is really just our our modern day way of saying gosh we need revival and so this is what has happened. I mean, over these five years, this thing has grown and taken on a life of its own. And so Saturday, uh, July 16th, uh, we've booked the National Mall, which is a whole... Yeah, that's no small task in itself. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, and then it's just, you know, all these people have just come together, you know, and it's from Ravi Zacharias and Francis Chan and... You know, Josh McDowell and Luis Palau, um, Pope Francis is recording a video prayer and greeting for this thing. I mean, it's crazy, right? And we have artists, Carrie Job and Hillsong United, Michael W. Smith, Kirk Franklin, Lecrae. Uh, I mean, it's, it's honestly it'd be easier for us to list who's not coming. <laughs> yeah, I understand, than right. For us to list, you know, who, <laughs> who is, because it's just, it's really turned into a, a phenomenon. Yeah. Because I believe that God has really put this on his people's hearts. And, and I think that that should give us great hope that God isn't giving up on us, but that he is stirring a passion for prayer, a passion for unity, a passion for revival, and really that generations would come together. I mean, I, I, I think as we've looked at history, there has really been few, if any, times in our nation's history where the next generation has led something like this for the entire nation. I mean, it's really a unprecedented season that we're living in, and yet I believe it's because of the answers of prayers of our parents and our grandparents, and yet this is a time for all generations to come together. This isn't the God using the young or God using the old. This is God calling all of us. Hmm. And so we're just calling people to be there on the National Mall with us, to pray together. Your presence matters. It matters to God. Uh, we think it matters in history when people gather in one place for one time, for one accord, that uh, history can change and that heaven, uh, you know, shifts and, uh, you know, touches earth. And, man, that's where we're coming together. I very well remember uh, being on the mall a few years ago, a number of years ago now, with Promise Keepers with over a million people there that day. Know the power of a moment like that in unity, and it, it really it really is important for the nation. Is this for all ages then, or is it just for youth? This is for everybody. This is for everybody. I mean, this is, we would say that this is a call from the next generation for the entire nation. And so, you know, you'll notice on the platform, we're going to have, you know, Robbie Zacharias 
you know, all the way down to, you know, some ragtag guy like me. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> this is, you know, generations coming together. This is races coming together. This is ages coming together. And uh, again, it's, it's just a day to lift up Jesus, to worship together. And so youth groups are coming, families are coming, entire families. I mean, grandparents are booking out rooms and bringing their entire family, all their grandkids to D.C. this summer. And so this is really an opportunity to stand as a nation. And and I just love to even think of, you know, in the Old Testament, so many times it says that, you know, God's people would gather at the temple in Jerusalem. It says the entire nation would gather and come back to the Lord. And so I just think there's something about that of like, man, this is about generations gathering to yeah. put our hope where it belongs and right. to come back to our first love. And so this is one day that happens to be in a really strategic time in a really strategic place. I mean, this is, you're talking a few days before the Republican convention, a week before the Democratic convention, and ultimately this is our nation's convention to say, you know what, no matter what happens in the days ahead, we're putting our hope in Jesus, and we're believing God that He can change us from the inside out, because that's where change is going to come from. And so that's what we're doing. We're praying. The only agenda is Jesus. And, uh, man, everybody's invited. Washington, D.C., Saturday, July 16, this summer. And we'll put additional information at firstpersoninterview.com. Nick, I should have saved more time for this, but we have about 90 seconds left. For that person listening today, and we don't know what the circumstances are from the audience that we have across the nation right now, but for that person who needs a reset, just speak to that very briefly and uh, talk about your message to us. Yeah, I mean, I just encourage you, whatever you're going through, God sees you right where you are, and He loves you. And I just believe this, that His reset is for you. You're not alone. Uh, There's not condemnation over you right now. Literally, Jesus died. He paid the price for that guilt and shame that you're carrying. Whatever it is you're going through, whether it's your faith, whether it's your past, whether it's your purity— Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's a stress. Like, I just believe there is a fresh perspective available, a supernatural reset. And it just begins with just coming to Jesus and just saying, Jesus, would you reset my life, my family, whatever it is, just ask him for that reset. And we know, according to God's word, that if we come to him, he hears us, he responds, he forgives us our sins, he cleanses us. And he gets us going again. And so, man, let's just go after Jesus together. The movement is happening. The time is now. And the reset is here, and it's for you. Well, thanks for listening today. Nick Hall's book is titled Reset, Jesus Changes Everything. For more information about the book and the upcoming event in Washington, D.C., Together 2016, please visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com. There you'll learn more about Pulse, the Reset Movement, and about the July 16th event, firstpersoninterview.com. A special word of thanks to the Far East Broadcasting Company for supporting First Person. FEBC is effectively reaching millions of listeners with the message of God's love and forgiveness and the teaching of God's Word. Over the last year, more than 2.2 million listeners have gratefully responded to FEBC's ministry, many in the most hard-to-reach places of the world. To learn more about how you can support this Christ-centered ministry, visit firstpersoninterview.com and click on the FEBC banner. Next week, we'll learn about the evangelical ministry based in Germany, which is reaching Muslims with the gospel. We'll talk with Stefano Fear of Call of Hope next time. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. 
Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us next time for First Person. 